0: I'm going to take you on another behind-the-scenes course review. Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. And today I'm giving you another behind-the-scenes tour of um, someone else's program. And the reason that I like to do this is I want you to see what's actually working out in the world right now. I know we see a lot of theory and we hear a lot of people talking about the wonders of online courses and they show you how to chuck some videos online and, and whatever else. But I know that for a lot of people following this, you want to produce something Meaty. You want to produce something substantial. You want something that really generates change. And for a lot of the clients I work with, they want something that's really got some guts. Often it's they're looking for something that's accredited or forms part of a curriculum. Sometimes they're looking to influence curriculum and they want to make changes in schools and the way things are done. And sometimes it's not even that. They just want to produce their own program, but they want it to be solid enough that if it ever could get certified, it could. Or if they really could make changes to the the way things are done in the industry. this is the course that's going to do it. So I want to give you a behind the scenes of someone who's doing something just like that today. So today we're going to look into a program called the Billabongs of Knowledge Training which is run by the Seedling Group. Now I've done some work with the Seedling Group on and off over the past couple of months and it is run by a group of incredible women who I have such utmost respect for but I will tell you a little bit about the training that they're building or have built and is running. So the Billabongs of Knowledge Training is a series of eight modules um, each about a one hour duration. The training is all about culturally safe trauma-informed practice. So it's specifically designed for First Nations people or those who work with or provide services for the community and anyone who wants to understand trauma from an Indigenous perspective. And so this is what I mean by um, a lot of the clients I work with are doing big things. What I absolutely love about the program the Billabens of Knowledge Training is that it comes from this wonderful place of experience and knowledge and research and understanding and years and years and years have gone into ultimately putting together the knowledge and the experience that make this program what it is. I find that with a lot of the clients I work with and I'm sure you're probably the same. Most of the people I work with have often Decades of experience doing the thing that they're doing. Now, you might not have done it formally. Maybe it's just something that you've been doing on the side. Maybe you're looking at. Um, how to make eco-friendly changes in your lifestyle and, and you want to share that with other people but really you've probably been doing that at home now for years. You've probably been thinking about it and taking those changes at heart and really making those changes around your house probably for years and years now. So it's the same when I talk about course creation. I mean I've been doing course creation for over a decade but it's something that I was doing before that. You know I was training people who I worked with. I was part of a training environment. It's things that just are part of who we are sometimes, whether we realize it or not, for much longer than we've ever realized. And that's definitely the case with the women here who've got decades of experience in dealing with this sort of stuff. And they bring all of that to their program, which is incredibly powerful. The other thing I love about this program is its delivery style. Kelly and Nicole sit side by side and yarn. They use storytelling in a really conversational manner to talk through what is some incredibly heavy stuff, but they come across it in such a way that you feel like you're sitting in a circle with family with people who you've known forever and that truly conversational back and forth between two people makes what would be an incredibly heavy subject that little bit lighter It's worth thinking about when it comes to your own delivery style. Often when we talk about video, there's only one person involved and it's face to camera. So it's you talking to a camera and there's nothing wrong with that for the majority of your content, but it's really interesting to think about some of the other things that you could be doing. So in this case with Kelly and Nicole, when they're sitting side by side and they're having a conversation, it gives us so much more to think about. As a viewer, it gives me two different perspectives. It gives me two different voices to follow and it gives me that really conversational tone between two people that you kind of can't replicate when you're just one person. It gives you the bouncing back and forth. You could definitely invite other people to be a part of your courses and your videos with you and replicate something like that. If not, you can just use different styles of video. So you might have some that are more conversational. You might have some where you've got your face to camera and you're sharing your opinion and your experiences. And then you might have some more formal lessons, which is voiceover PowerPoint, where it's more of a formal instruction and it's less about your opinion and more about facts, figures, and data. You can definitely vary the way you do video and the style and delivery to sort of soften the pace a little bit and give people something more interesting to go with. Even in things like podcasts, you notice there's a whole range of different delivery methods. Some things are more conversational, some people do interviews, some are long, some are short, and you can take lessons from that to think about how you're delivering your audio and your video as part of your program. Another really great thing that Seedling do is they offer this thing called Padlet. So they're using an app or a tool called Padlet to offer a whole range of resources and links that go with each of their lessons. What I love about this is it gives you so much more to dig into. They link out to all sorts of different things. Sometimes there's infographics and images and articles and all sorts of bits and pieces which are really great for further education. The thing I love about this, though, as well, is because they've got it slightly separately to the program in an alternative app, it means you're not necessarily overwhelmed while you're trying to go through the content. You could just block all of that out and watch the video and go through the content without digging that much deeper. But what they've got is this wonderful range of resources available to you for when you're ready to do that. They do actively encourage you to open it first and to use it alongside the video. But ultimately, that's your choice. And you could just focus on one or the other. And you could go back to Padlet later and dig through all of those resources resources at another time as well. It's a really good way to offer resources to your students. Something that you can consider then for your course is how are you offering bonus resources? Often I find with clients is that they've got so much they want to give, so much value they want to add, and we run the risk of shoving it all into lessons and just overwhelming our students. We often talk about having bonus sections or bits near the end, but it's really interesting to think about a way that you can offer extra resources to the students so they're not directly in the way as such, they're not sort of cramming up your lessons with content, but that they put the content somewhere else so you can go and have a look at it later if you want. One of the other great things about the seedling program is that they have some really fun, engaging worksheets. The worksheets are designed in a manner that suits the program perfectly, but it's not just like, here's some notepaper, go and write your notes. There's such a graphic element to these things that make them really engaging and fun to work with. And it's something you can think about too. If you are going to offer PDF downloads or worksheets or something that you want them to work through, what do you want them to look like? Do they really embody your brand? Do they embody the spirit of the program? Are they just... If it's just white paper with lines on it, can they just do that themselves? Do they need to download the worksheet? What is the point of the worksheet and how does it integrate with the program? Now, a couple of things that seedling could do to improve because with any program, there are things that they could do. This is heavy content and we mentioned that a little bit already and it would be lovely to see other elements of support available. Now they do work with companies and clients uh, in a more detailed, in in more depth version as well and that's something that they could consider for the course as well is making it mandatory to have some kind of external support program because this stuff can bring up embedded trauma. It is heavy material. There are some wonderful support services available and they do make it very clear what additional support is available and it's something that they have warned people about. So there is a pop-up on the site as well that just lets you that um, this is the kind of content we're going to be going through and it may trigger you in some way and it's something that you need to be aware of it's something that you consider as well for your courses which is how are your students getting support where do they need support could you offer more support so whereas seedling offer optional support in a lot of cases it could be possible to make it mandatory to have at least one session so that they know that people are getting the right outcomes and the right support as part of the program The other thing, and we've had a discussion about this as well, is the length of the session. So because it was originally delivered via webinar, there's eight one-hour videos. Now, what we have done for students is make a little note to say you're welcome to pause the video at any time. You can go away, you can come back, you can do them in parts, and you can definitely do that, but I still find that a one-hour webinar-style video can be quite long, and they've found that their students are finding the same thing. In the future, they'll definitely break these down into smaller bite-sized videos, and it's something that you might want to consider as well. If you have delivered something live via webinar in the past, and you're turning it into a program, you can use the full one hour webinar video. It is possible, but it's definitely preferential at some point to come back and break that down into smaller pieces. It's easier to use, it's easier to update if you ever need to change anything, because you just have to go back and record the three or four minutes that changed rather than re-record the whole one hour piece as well. So Seedling and I have had a chat about this. It's definitely on their list of things that they want to update in the future as well. And while we're waiting for those changes, what we have done is made it really clear students that you know these videos are an hour long they're really great they're robust content but if you need a break just press pause go away and take a break those are some things you can take into account for your program as well if you've got a couple of things that you know you want to change in the future that haven't had a chance to yet just let students know the way you frame and set boundaries around your program makes a big difference to the way people use it so while of course it seems like common knowledge that you could press pause in a video and walk away people often feel with course videos they have to watch the whole thing when Really, we can just put a little bit of text that says, hey, it's okay if you need to take a break, press pause. Those little footnotes and bits of text that you can put in your program really help to guide your students through. Put them in a different color if you want, put them in italic. They're kind of like instructional pieces as opposed to content that really guide the way the students use the content. And they can make a really big difference to the way that people interact with your content and people take it on board and stopping them from feeling overwhelmed simply because you've got little notes here and there that says, hey, go get a cup of tea. Hey, now's a great time to take a break. Hey, take a deep breath before you move on to the next bit. And those little footnotes can make a really big difference. Okay, so it's time for your action step because you can't build a course or make improvements to your course by listening to me rant about courses. What I loved about the Seedlings program is it's so incredibly engaging, robust, and it comes from such a wonderful wealth of experience. And it's something that I highly recommend. When you are looking at your courses, please stop and take a moment to think about the wealth of experience you have. Because for most people I work with, it's more than they've even realized that like they might go to themselves. Oh, I've been working in this industry for five years. So I think they've got five years experience. But the truth is when you really reflect back, you've probably been doing these sorts of things in your life for far longer than you've ever realized. And your wealth of experience is probably much deeper and broader than you realize as well. So definitely give yourself a pat on the back, but take a moment to really acknowledge the kind of experience you do have. The other things I'd love for you to take away from this is really thinking about those delivery styles and additional resources. So how are you delivering your content? Could you use a more conversational tone? Could you get someone else to come and deliver some of your videos with you? Is there a way that you can vary up your delivery methods and styles so that you're bringing something else to the program? And then with those additional resources, how are you delivering them to the student? Are they accessible? Are they overwhelming? Are they open in a separate window or are they all shoved under the video? Really just have a think about how am I giving them this stuff? And am I giving them too much in one time? Can I sort of pull it back a little bit and put it into a bonus module or a bonus lesson rather than shoving it all into one place and hoping they go through it all in one go. So that's it for today, guys. But I really have a think about those things because they might make a change to your program. Okay. It's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street okay, don't stop them in the street, but please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes and better still, leave a review. Podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode.